Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Jean Bereson. I'm Khadija Booth Watkins. And a true welcome to you all because we realize we've been on a bit of a hiatus. Like many of you, I'm sure, Khadija, I've also been adjusting to these new shorter and darker days, the news of COVID-19, Omicron variant, which is worrisome to me. Um, all as the holidays are approaching. Uh, and while most of us are usually looking forward to this wonderful time of the year, uh, it's going to be novel. Uh, and that's what we'd like to talk about today. Ways to help you and your family cope with and manage stress during this holiday season. But before we start, let's check in. So Khadija, how's your week been? Or how's your month been? Yeah, you know, the the, the dark and cold days are 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 tough because I'm a tropical person. Um, but I'm excited about, you know, um, my son coming home from college. I'm excited, looking forward to having a little bit of time off later on this month. So, so it's been much of the same work, 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 but, but there are, there are things that I'm really looking forward to, um, over the next couple of weeks. How about you? What, what have you been doing over the past month? Well, my, my puppy has con- had conjunctivitis. Oh. <laughs> so I was, it was kind of reminded me of when my kids would have conjunctivitis. Um, so I was using my triple antibiotic ointment every day and she was a great patient. She is a great patient because I'm still doing it. Um, I am looking forward. Um, we're planning a, the whole family and all the grandchildren and children of mine to, to, to get together uh, in Vermont around um, Christmas time. And I'm just hoping and praying that um, uh, the escalation in, in COVID, both Delta and in Omicron, uh, won't set this back. But um, looking forward to it. So, um, you know, uh, if you celebrate the holidays this time of year, there's probably something you or your family looks forward to, whether it's, oh, connecting with family or friends, playing games, watching holiday movies. We all have our favorites. Um, I could name a whole bunch. I'm sure you know them. Watching sports, cooking together, eating, eating, eating. Uh, but this year, even with all the strides we've made during COVID, it's just not going to be the same. Uh, the pandemic has taken a substantial toll on all of us, both kids and parents. The isolation we've experienced, the continued stresses of navigating school as we're seeing rises in these COVID cases, uh, missing the joy of the holiday last year, and the tragic loss of loved ones that have come from many families of experience. You know, I've, I've just read that 140,000 youth have lost primary or secondary caregivers. It's unbelievable. So it's had a huge impact on all of our kids and teens, and we're seeing more depression in our kids and more anxiety, stress, loneliness, and increased suicidal thinking and behavior. And this was especially put forward by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, uh, and the Children's Hospital Organization that Association that declared a national mental health emergency. And just this past week, the Surgeon General put out an advisory protecting youth mental health. Uh, and you can uh, see links to each of these on our, on our, in our media list. They're really very important. But in, in spite of this, or even because of all of this, many of us are yearning and planning to make the holiday season closer to the traditional ones 
but still there are anxieties. You know, what do we do about getting together when we have young kids under five who have not been vaccinated? You know, in my family, I've got one, two, three, four out of my eight grandchildren are under five and have not been vaccinated. Um, so I'm worried about them. Um, or adults who haven't gotten their boosters uh, or maybe aren't vaccinated at all. Uh, whether we need to wear masks inside. Uh, worrying about those who have serious medical illness that could have breakthrough infections. There's so many concerns. What, what, what are you concerned about, Khadija? So, so there are so many concerns, and many of these concerns can lead to um, a really unpleasant situation and pre-holiday disagreements and stress, or even worse, they can turn into full-on battles with family members um, and close loved ones. And this is a, this is in conflict with us looking forward to it and hoping to, to congregate and fellowship um, with one another. Uh, people are having concerns and fighting over things such as whether we will or won't get together. Are we going to travel? Are we going to stay home? Um, college kids are coming home from school and they're looking forward to seeing and spending time with their friends. And, and again, this is another source of debate. You know, again, is it safe for you to go out and be with your friends and then come home? You know, we're, we're still in the middle of this global pandemic that is ever changing. Um, so home for the holidays for so many of us is going to take on a new, uncomfortable and stressful meaning. In addition to what the holidays bring on their own, if we just take a minute and think about it, during the holidays, people are gathering. Um, we see people cranky, they're irritable, we feel rushed, we're impatient. Um, and again, this is in spite of us wanting to be together with, with our kids and with our other family. We look forward to this time and we kind of fantasize about the time where we can kind of spend time together in the absence of having to go to work and go to school. And so we wish for all of these things, but it doesn't quite work out in the way that we hope. And, and in the end, we often have a lot of intense immeasurable stress. So I guess I'm thinking, Jane, what can we do about this? And there's got to be some strategies, some solutions that we can use during this tough time to cope with the stresses around the holiday for, right. for us and our families. Yeah, right. I, 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 you know, we've got a lot to talk about. There are plenty of things we can do um, uh, and plenty of things we can do to get through these frenzied days. But uh, let me turn it back to you. Let's start with you. So We've got a whole bunch of tips we can talk about um, and ideas we can give parents to feel less overwhelmed by this season. So think about it like a marathon, like you have to pace yourself. We're not going to start at the blocks and just give everything. We have to really think about this and, and manage our, our time. And so we don't want to feel too rushed. We don't want to feel... Um, like we're trying to do everything at once. Because when we're doing that, we, we do turn into this kind of hot frenzied mess and our kids cue off of us. They, they can kind of sense how unsettled we are, how, how maybe panicked we might feel and how anxious we are. And so the biggest thing that I will say, one of the biggest things that I'll say is really just kind of pace yourself as possible. Don't try to take on too many things at once. Um, look at your plate and see how much you can put on it without it being over full. Remember, this is the holiday and this is a time to hopefully, you know, for many people to, to wind down a little bit and take some time off. And we don't want to go into the holiday and spend the holiday at this heightened state of kind of stress and duress because we were just doing too much and moving too fast. Um, and I guess in a similar vein, picking your battles is, is another really important one. We, we cannot address every single thing at every point in time. 
Um, so we have to really be thoughtful about what battles are important to pick. Um, the holidays are, again, a time where we're trying to kind of unwind and decompress. So thinking about what is priority and what is important and what things you're going to let go. We don't want to fight about what you wear, maybe what shoes you have on, but maybe we want to insist that you brush your teeth. Maybe we want to insist that you have a, a real meal and you don't just eat all of the candy canes from the Christmas tree. Um, so think about what, what's important and what's necessary and kind of pick and choose what you want to kind of insist on. But that there are many more strategies. Are, are there others that you can kind of think of, Gene? Yeah, except I want to eat all the candy canes. <laughs> <laughs> I really love candy canes. They, they have so many different flavors. I love them too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would say plan fun things but but plan fun things in the context of getting getting your family to help out i mean if parents feel that they have to take all of the pressures on themselves you're going to get overwhelmed there's just too many things for us to do so spread it around try to get your kids to help try to get them motivated to help and you know when i said plan fun things i mean they're helping is to provide a context a situation to get things in control so that we can do fun things together. We can watch movies. We can, you know, a lot of great new movies come out during the Christmas time. Uh, we can watch them. Uh, we can play board games. We can do creative things together. Um, we can, um, like my family typically sits around the piano and sings. There's always a few people out of tune, but it doesn't really matter because we're all just doing it together. Um, so, uh, think about what you can do with your family to have fun and, um, and let, let the kids be a part of the decision-making. I think what's important about this is that memories last forever, but toys and other material presents, they lose their value over time and they break, you know, another tip is, uh, if you're not meeting in person, uh, and a lot of a lot of folks are not find ways to connect so you know this is where digital media can come in in a positive way you know we've heard a lot of stuff in the news and we can talk about this in a, either in this broadcast or another one about the dangers of digital media but one positive aspect is that it is a way for us to connect uh, and using facetime or skype or whatever your platform is is good the other thing is is to connect in other ways, I mean, during thank, I think I remember at the beginning of the quarantine in another podcast, I talked about how my family created a Spotify quarantine list. Well, just last night, my son, who rarely asks for anything from me, um, he's a millennial, got three kids. He said, hey, dad, what are some of those jazz albums that you put on every Christmas? I have a huge huge Christmas collection. I mean, every year I buy three or four Christmas CDs because I just love Christmas music. Um, and um, I went on Spotify and I couldn't find most of the ones that I have. So what I'm going to do is go into my collection and I'm going to pull them up one by one. But um, it's cool that he asked for that. And we're gonna sh I'm going to share them with the whole family because every Christmas when we used to come over here, I would put on all these albums and, you know, now he's asking so that we can share them together. And I'm going to ask them to share some of their favorite Christmas uh, tunes as well. So those are just some ways we can connect. Another way that my family is connecting is by sharing recipes. You know, uh, there, there are plenty of, plenty of recipes. Um, 
whether you're gluten-free or vegan or you've got allergies, like my grandchildren have allergies. Well, one grandson has an allergy to nuts and tree nuts, and you've got to be super careful. But we're all chipping in and we're all finding ways to kind of like think about the meals so that nobody gets sick or allergic. Khadija, other ideas? Oh, I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't talk about the, the, the CDs that you bought based on my recommendation, but that's okay. <laughs> I gave you some great music to listen to and buy. Well, you get, you, you yes, you did. It. You did. You did. That's when Sarah asked us to all think about what the song that makes us smile. Yes. Um, and, uh, and you put down a tune that I hadn't heard before by the band Maze. And I Thank literally. Frankie Beverly. With Frankie, featuring Frankie Beverly, and I had never, I you know, I have a lot of CDs, but I, 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 I wasn't aware of that of that incredible group. So I bought literally five or six of their CDs. So. Who knew that I would ever be able to teach Gene Barrison something? Well, I, I felt like, I felt like on top of the world for like that whole entire day. You learn something every day, you know. That's a great group. <laughs> and then I then I taught you something. I said back to you, Have you heard of Solomon Burke? And you yes. hadn't. And I, I said, have. you should listen to Solomon Burke. He is an icon of soul and rhythm and blues. I went on. He was phenomenal. I, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Um, okay. I always. So, so other things that we can do or other things that might come up over the holidays are thinking about um, if there are tough times, if you're struggling, if you're going through something, talk about it. There, there's been so much loss and grief over these past two years that we've experienced and parents are worried about I'm sure managing their emotions or or even probably more importantly a lot of them are probably worried about showing their emotions and it's really really important and we've talked about this many times that to know that our kids are watching us and they are incredibly attuned and they can sense when we are not our typical selves. They can sense when we're sad. They can sense when we're anxious. And so it's really important that we don't pretend that it's not happening. And we take the time and make the time to talk about to talk about what's going on to our kids. Um, let them know, you know, and kind of sort of, in a way, kind of validate that they are seeing and experiencing us a little bit different than we normally are. Um, and, and create a platform for to talk about maybe why you're sad or why we're not able to kind of have the Christmas that I wanted you to have or um, the holiday that I wanted you to have. We're, we're not going to have the number of gifts. Maybe there was a loss in income. Maybe there was underemployment in the house. Um, so there, there are so many things that we have struggled through over the past two years. And it's really important for us to pretend that they're not, for us to not pretend that they're not happening um, because our kids will make up their own story in their head. And I can guarantee you that the story that they will create using their imaginations will be far worse than the reality. And so really kind of talking to them will allow them to kind of process what's going on. It'll allow a platform for them to kind of talk about their fears, worries, and concerns they may have. Um, and so you can address them and maybe address any mis kind of information they have. Um, and it really will relieve a lot of stress and anxiety that they're that they're probably harboring and not saying. And so that's a really important one, especially in this time. And the other thing, I guess, kind of similar to the, the the point of, you know, maybe there's a change in the, the level of the holiday celebration that you have, um, thinking about alternative ways of giving. Um, maybe we're not going to do gifts in the same way that we did them before. Maybe we're not going to do gifts at all, but there are many other ways that we can show we can give. And so we can think about 
you know, setting a number of gifts, setting a, a, a dollar amount on gifts. Maybe we don't, we can maybe decide not to give gifts at all. Um, it's also possible to give in different ways in terms of volunteering, you know, whether virtual or in person, there are many opportunities to volunteer. There are many people who are not going to have family and friends over the holidays, you know, thinking about some of the, the seniors in the community that you can work with, some of the food pantries, um, whether it's even just going through, and this is a great time of year to do this, your closets, your house, um, and think about things that no longer are you're using and that maybe is in excess and, and give to, to homeless shelters. Um, so there are so many ways that, that that we can give and give back and thinking about that creatively as a family is a, is a, is a great exercise and can be really, really rewarding. Um, but there's more. What else, Gene? Well, I think a big one is that we need to be aware of worsening psychological suffering during the holidays. Um, uh, and it makes sense, you know, just as asthma uh, worsens with dust, folks that have psychiatric uh, symptoms or mental health problems uh, worsen with stress. So, um, you know, it's compounded by the fact that that we have this notion that everybody's supposed to be happy, happy, happy during the holidays. And, you know, ad after ad on television, commercial after commercial, is just this these wonderful, wonderful scenes of everybody having fun, fun, fun. Okay, well, you know, it's, it's not as simple as that. Um, so, uh, just be aware that those that have already been that have been struggling with some problems could get worse, and they may need some extra care. Um, so that's just something to to, to consider. Um, you know, you might even talk with 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 uh, or your family member might talk with their therapist about how to manage their own stress or their own uh, condition, given the holiday season. Uh, that's one item. Another one is not to forget about those who are not there. You know, we've written about there's always missing somebody. Somebody's always missing during the holidays at the table. And, you know, I mentioned previously that we've lost, you know, a lot of people uh, to the to COVID. Um, but, there's, but there are going to be many reasons why there's not somebody there. So what can we do? Well, we can make a seat for them um, with a place setting. We could put a picture on it. We could put a. We could look through pictures uh, of the ones who were not there. We could tell stories. I mean, kids love narratives. Tell stories about a person who's passed who hasn't been there. You know, grandma hasn't been there. I'm sure this year we're going to hear about my mom. You know, who passed at 102. I've mentioned her a number of times, but you know, I'm sure there'll be some Marcella stories. There always are uh, that will make folks smile because she's just not going to be here this year. So um, uh, keep them in mind because, you know, their presence exists through our memories and our stories. And another one is don't let the ghost of holidays past haunt you. I mean, um, you know, in Scrooge, there's the ghosts of, of holidays past, but, you know, Many of us as parents or grandparents have had difficult times at the holidays. Some of us have come through families with bitter battles, fights, divorces, um, unfortunately, abuse and neglect, uh, trauma. Uh, so 
past traumas can come to life again. They're relived during the holidays, and they could influence the way we're feeling and, and kind of awaken memories of, of, of families that were not ideal when we were growing up. So um, it's important to kind of like think about these memories, work on them, use whatever techniques you use to kind of deal with your trauma, and um, enjoy the moment uh, and try to make the best of it and live in the moment with the family that you're with uh, and, uh, and not, let, let, not let them haunt you. So Khadija, what about what, any more? Oh, we can go on and on, but we, let me, I, guess I, can, I can give a couple more. Um, the, the other, another good thing or another fun thing even to do around the holiday is really trying to keep the focus on gratitude. And this is such an important um, concept and the holidays really uh, lends to conversations around gratitude and really probably even more importantly can be kind of a starting point or, or a platform to really have gratitude being an ongoing conversation in your, in your home. Um, but really just thinking about um, things that we're thankful for and, and what we're appreciative of. Um, and, and, and gratitude is not the things, just the things that we're thankful for, but it maybe it's experiences, maybe it's people. These kinds of conversations and reflecting on what what we're thankful for and, 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 and can really kind of lift our spirits, uh, put us in a place where we're really having more kind of positive, happy emotions. Focus on gratitude also has shown to really have really positive benefits on our health. And it helps us kind of deal with hard times, difficult times. We, we reflect on the things that we have and the things that, that we're thankful for. So, and there, this can be a fun exercise. We could think about a fun, fun ways that we, um, can express or think about gratitude, kind of what we talked about earlier, like what kind of, what what song do you think about and it immediately makes you smile or makes you feel happy inside? Like that's that's gratitude. It makes you feel good and you're thankful and you're happy to have that experience. But there are tons of other things that you can do as a family to think about how we will express and think about gratitude. Um, and again, not just for the holiday, but this can be an ongoing conversation that's kind of interwoven in, into the fabric of some of the conversation that you're already having in the home. Uh, some other things that we think about, um, we think about the people who uh, that we're thankful for, um, you know, who has helped you along the way, who was there for you um, when, when, when there was a tough time, who was there for you when you were celebrating and something was really happy. So many things that if we just kind of sit down and think about we, that, that, that are there for us to pull on to, to make us feel happy and thankful. Um, so I think really kind of bringing the focus to gratitude is a really big one. Um, and the other one is um, don't aim to be perfect. Give yourself a break. We're, we're, we're a part of this human race, and so none of us are perfect. And really going into um, a situation with the expectation of it being perfect just in and of itself just generates a lot of stress and, and a lot of um, tension. And so really just giving yourself a break, learning from things that didn't go the way that you maybe wanted it to go, Seeing, seeing the, again, the, the upside or the silver lining, because there are always things that we learn. And so many people do say often that they, they learn the most from the things that didn't go the way that they expected or the mistakes that they made. So really just, again, trying to reframe the experience or the things that are not going the way that you want in a way that maybe you can look at it from a positive vantage point. I will just stop there. Okay. So, you know, the holidays are not necessarily dif difficult, but they can be enormously trying especially this year. So um, 
as you say, uh, Khadija, don't don't let the hustle and bustle and you know don't let it become frantic. I would say just slow it down. You know, after all, uh, these days happen only once a year, and so let's remember that. So, um, but before we end, as we always do, uh, uh, what struck you in the news this week, Khadija? like there's been so much in the news this week last week there's been so much going on um i think what stood out to me most in the news or maybe what did not stand out to me in the news is that we are still having school shootings and these mass shootings and it's been so horrible um and so so it's been horrible and, and it's so sad to have such loss of life, continued loss of life, but loss of these young lives, um, having another school, another uh, body of students having to kind of be subjected to all of the stress and duress of having their, their school under siege. But I think what was most striking was that there wasn't a whole lot of conversation about the, it, well, overall, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of conversation about it in general, which is sad and scary in and of itself. Um, but there was very little attention really paid to the 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 kids that that lost their lives, the experience of the kids that that had that, you know, again, that experience where they thought they were going to lose their lives. Um, there was even very little conversations about the issues about guns and gun violence. It just felt like there was very little conversation about it, which to me was extremely terrifying because it kind of signals that we're getting more and more desensitized to this this matter, and that is scary. So that is what stood out to me over in the news, I guess, over the past couple of weeks. So I hate, I hate that we're having this holiday conversation and I'm talking about that terrible event, but that, is, that really has stayed with me and, and I've continued to think about it um, over the, the course of the weeks. How about you? Well, I, I, first of all, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think we have become desensitized, but you know, sometimes the holidays are a time to reflect on, as, as you say, on gratitude and... Um, being grateful for what we have, but also talking, and as you said, you mentioned conversations, talking about how we can make the world better. And what better topic than the desensitization to violence uh, and, the, and, and, and the fact that we become more violent um, as a society. But for me, in addition to that, I, I want to acknowledge the, uh, the critical importance of the Surgeon General's uh, advisory. Uh, I thought, I read through the 53 pages with incredible interest, and it really was a wonderful document. You know, the scary part is, is that depression, anxiety, stress, loneliness, um, and suicidal ideation have um, reached uh, a crisis, uh, a, a mental health crisis. Um, what's so interesting and important about the report, uh, but that interestingly did not get coverage in the news, is that in the report, what to do, action items were listed for almost every category um, uh, that that deals with mental health. What care? What you know? What parents can do? What therapists can do? What? Um, uh, pediatricians can do, what schools can do, um, 
category after category, uh, practical items and and uh, were, were were listed, but were unfortunately not covered as much as the news as, hey, Houston, we got a problem, and here's what it might be about. Unfortunately, I think a lot too much emphasis was placed on the role of social media, which was only part of the problem. Uh, I think in this generation, our kids have been struggling. Kids and young adults have been struggling with major social issues, such as worries about climate change, economic downturn, sexual harassment, racism, and the world that they're inheriting, which is a pretty scary and depressing you know, place to come from. So I think that compounds it. What I was fascinated by, and I think something that we might be able to contribute to, is there wasn't a category on education. And public mental health education is so critical because, of course, I'm biased because we run an educational online website. <laughs> but but, but I, I, the reason we started the Clay Center is because parents, caregivers, teachers, coaches, all those that work with youth want to know and need to know what to look for, when to worry, what to do. And uh, there are actionable items that that uh, we and others can help provide in terms of education. So um, I just hope that we can make a contribution and that we would pay attention to that um, one element of a magnificent report that was not emphasized. Um, and hopefully that could be corrected in the future. Well, maybe, maybe you're biased, maybe I'm biased, but... But education is so important, and public health education is really the foundation of the and the key to really having early identification and detection of things and, and illnesses and, and and problems and and being able to intervene early. And and we know that the outcomes are much more are much better, and the, and the the interventions are much more successful when we when we target things earlier. So yeah. you know, it's it's one item, but it's a huge piece of what we want to achieve, you know, in terms of being able to just address the mental health issues of, of, of the youth. And, and prevention, uh, yeah. you know, uh, so you're right. The, the more episodes of, a, of anxiety and depression you have, the more you get. <laughs> yeah. But um, so that's, that's exactly right. So uh, anyway, uh, happy holidays to everyone. And um, uh, I hope yours are less stressful and that maybe we've helped you out a little bit uh, I hope our conversation will help you have yours I'm Gene Bresson I'm Khadija Booth-Watkins until next year